Let's get ready to throw down. No, let's go again. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. This show is once again brought to you by Audible. It is a way to continually develop no matter where you're at, in the gym, on the car, on the road. If you want to see some of the books that we recommend, sales, leadership, development stuff, go to salesthrowdown.com slash books and you'll see it all there. But today we are talking about um, an interesting topic because we're talking about trust and also skepticism, the other side of that coin, because uh, my old business partner, his favorite line in the world was that you can lie to a salesperson and still go to heaven. And that's true because I lie to salespeople, right? I think we all have probably pretty recently. And, you know, so if we're going to lie to them, we have to expect that we're going to get lied to. Versus taking the truthful route. Hey, I'm not interested. Thanks for calling. Click. So let's talk about how most people play the sales game, though, right, of trying to overcome the objections, which comes across as pressure. Agreed. Right? As opposed to if you just qualify, qualify on the front end, then you don't have to do the whole you know, let me let me take this objection and try to like smash it out to half court, you know, and, and overcome it. So the I'm not interested. Well, let me tell you why you should be interested. And then this whole game starts, right? Like that's how most people do it. So by that token, you got to lie or not. I was going to say, I don't. I, I now I can't you never lie to a salesperson. I cannot say that in the past I haven't, but I have learned to respect that person. They're just a salesperson, just like I'm a salesperson. So I go, man, you know, like I get a phone call. <laughs> I'm like, man, I really, I, I appreciate this is your job. I'm just, I'm not going to go down this road with you. I'm not interested. And they're like, all right, thanks. And they hang up. Now I have had someone be a little more aggressive, a couple of people and, I'll just, again, I'll reiterate, super sorry, but I'm going to hang up on you now, and I hang up. But I, I, I really think it's important not to, my brother, he cracks me up, but he loves to play games with him. He'll like, yeah, man, let me get my father. He's like really, or my wife, he's really into this, and he'll put the phone down for 30 minutes, and the guy's just sitting there <laughs> waiting. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so mean. I just, I'm not going to do that. I think you have to, re- you know. As I say, I'd, I'd take the direct route. I, now, have I lied to a salesman? Yes, about interest rates and getting a better deal and, and forcing that hand mm-hmm. when when maybe I didn't have that interest rate in hand. I've said, well, my bank will do this if you can beat that rate. I don't care who issues the loan. Sure. Right? Yeah. And maybe I didn't have that all locked down, and mm-hmm. I was seeing where that could go. So I'll test that way. If that's a lie, then sure, I do lie. But I don't jerk them around. I, you know, if I've set a time, we try to make that meet, and I just— reverse on them, you know? Well, okay. So I think for me, when I'm talking about lying to a salesperson, it's the, like the worst version of it. Let me tell you why I'm here today, right? We're here in your neighborhood. We're working on some of your neighbor's homes. Do you know Ben down the street? Well, he invited us in and I just want to see when, when we could come in. And I'm like, hey, I'm not interested. Well, it's a free thing. I don't want it. Free sucks. Yeah. Right. And so when, when you don't respect me enough to like take my no, then I have, you know, I'm not going to like slug it out with you right here. I have, I have other sh- stuff to do. So. Or you're not good enough to give me a hook well, that, that interests me. To yeah. me, it's just like everything else, though. It's just like in sales, when, you, when you're trying to um, gain a new client, mm-hmm. you verbiage is everything. So your response to a salesperson is everything as well. So you can close that door pretty easily if you give them the correct, respectful Gosh, this is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Or if the if you're honest with them, 
completely understand 99 out of 100 people feel exactly the way you do. If you can get them to pause, but of if course, there's no yeah. pause, skip it next because you're in that game. That's yeah. the game you're playing at that level. Now, if you're a bit, you know, B2B, maybe a little, you know, you're finding a way in yeah. through the, you know, the gatekeeper, the white knight to the decision mm-hmm. maker. But, you know, some some sales arenas are going to be just a numbers game, and it may bring out a little more gre- aggressive individual to play that part. For sure. So, you know, different levels of sales, different levels of aggression, different levels of professionalism. Yeah. You know, used car salesmen all the way up to, you know, IT guys that probably have a you know, real client because, you know, they've sent out feelers or whatever that marketing program is mm-hmm. that already hooks a warm lead. Yeah, so you got to got to see it for what it is. Yeah, I I agree with it. I I I don't like the the idea that you know I will sometimes like fabricate a reason like like why it's going to be a no whenever I've just like made the decision. Um, but I just don't really want to deal with someone who's going to try to put like a full court press on me to get me to a yes. Whenever it's like, look, I've already said no, so let me dig let me dig in here and come up with something so that way it's like you take it as a real no kind of thing. Sure. Is Clint going to say anything? I was going to say. Yeah, he's being super I think the D's just wants to shoot the finger at him. And he should no, I, I mean, I, I literally have these phone calls probably daily. Oh, yeah, because you get sold more than I think I think yeah. anybody else here at the table. I mean, it's it's daily for sure. Uh, yesterday, you know, a guy called and he says, hey, do you have 26 seconds? I said, I have 25. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, he kind of laughed and I said, look – so what? Just give me the skinny real quick because I'm about to head into a meeting, which is a lie, right? Yeah. But it's a precursor to hurry the fuck up because I don't want to hear this pitch. And so he he starts, and I just say, okay, look, you you're trying to sell me this program. I use this and this and this, and let me tell you why. I use this because we already had it. It's already paid for. Mm-hmm. I don't want to transfer all this information. I'm sure you have a great product. It's not for me. And he's like, yeah, thanks for the information. Click. Yeah, it took all of about two minutes. Versus yeah. if it if it all went like that, I'm I'm good. But right? I, I think it's how you set it up, right? So it's it's that true. true truthful upfront. Just look, man. I am just not. I'm Agreed. not in it right now. So. Well, so something I'll do sometimes if if it's something that I'm interested in, right? And we we hop on a call because I'm vetting a partner or like a new CRM or something like this. I'll set my frame just like I would if I was the salesperson talking to the prospect. Sure. It's like, hey, look, I got 30 minutes for this. That's how it should be. I think you should treat those people the way you would want to be treated if you had to make the same phone call because you do make those. As long as they stay within the boundaries that I would stay within. When when you deviate from what we agreed to, even as a buyer, when you deviate from that, you're you're dead to me. Like, it's just over. Mm -hmm. Like, you had the rules. I put them in front of you pretty plainly, and you broke them, so I'm out. Because what else are you going to break down the road? If this is the first interaction with us doing business together, what else are you willing to do to try to get around what I'm telling you? Mm -hmm. So you're just not a salesperson to me. Yeah. um, So I'm betting this company that I'm potentially going to partner with, and uh, I sent an email, and he fired back, and he's like, when can we chat? And I said, we're not there yet. I'm looking for this information, this information, this information. And then I'm waiting for him to, like, you know, go for the no or, you know, call it over or something along those lines. And he just answered all my questions. And I was kind of like, oh, man, I appreciate you answering this. This is, like, super helpful. I need to do some thinking on it and kind of check some stuff. And then I can let you know. And he was like, okay. And it was so nice, right? And I think we have talked about this on this show about do you force people into your process or are you okay kind of, you know. Following theirs. 
Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's a tug there, of war. There's a rapport thing there because if that guy was like, no, man, you know, we got to get on the call and, and all this stuff, me, because I've got all the skepticism in the world about, you know, the, this kind of thing, you would have blown me out of the water, right? So, because that is the other side of the coin, right? Because like as salespeople, and we know that people are, oh, everything's good because it's probably not, but you just don't want, you don't want to have the conversation right now, right? I mean, it's not typically a no for forever. It's just a no for today kind of thing. So how do you, how do you balance the skepticism when you're the salesperson? Clint? Uh, I don't Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> here, here's my balance is I think people are genuinely good. I mean, there's some evil folks out there, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, I believe in the person. I'm skeptical of the process or the facts or the figures until I see them play out that we're going to be able to do this deal because of what you brought to the table. Now, I think genuinely you may think that and you're not trying to, you know, go, go around me or shyster me or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, take me down a path I don't want to go. But when somebody says, oh, this is a perfect fit. Well, they don't really know that. Yeah. Maybe I'm the one that's going to decide that. So you can't tell me now. I, I, genuinely believe you think it is, mm-hmm. but that's not the key factor here. The factor is, does it match up to what I need, my wants and needs, and does it solve a problem for me? So that kind of sounds like you want to deal with salespeople who are like me, right? Facts, logic, figures. They're not the they're not the big talker. They're not trying to do the big come on and, and too much rapport and things like that. You know, it, 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 it varies from individual to individual because some people just come in with packets that they're, they didn't build the data. Yeah. They're just on the sales yeah. side, and they're not on the service side, and there's some missing components there that can cause this deal to fall apart. But do I trust what they're telling me or that they think it's the truth? Well, okay. And there's been times I'm like, dude, somebody lied to you because this isn't the way. <laughs> you know, and they kind of go, I'm getting the sense that, yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. – you know, so we take it from there. So if you can keep it as an adult to an adult conversation with a lot of truth coming from both sides, we all have misconceptions. Oh, I thought it was this, but it's not. And the one thing in my business, particularly when it comes to spinal hardware, if I'm like putting nuts, bolts and screws into somebody's back and it's, I'm the guy that, you know, is the, yeah. f- the face to this product, the manufacturer, you know what I ask them? When this F's up, how, A, how will I know? What am I going to hear? What's going on? Because it's all easy peasy till something snaps, yeah. right? And now you've stripped something out and how oh, do you yeah. get it out of that person's back? So I always want to know what's the, you know, where's this thing going to break down on me mm-hmm. and how do I prevent that? Because everything else is going to do what it said it was going to do. So ultimately to me, it sounds like it's a trust issue. You know, I think when you have someone coming to your door that you've never seen before, I, in my business, the reason I'm successful is because I have connectiveness with other people. And again, I know I just throw up relationship, but I do think (laughs) that is just so vital. So when you have someone or I go to someone that I don't know, it's very, you know, a cold call. Go ahead. Well, let me stop you. When you said you trust, you build trust because you follow through on the things that you do. I've seen that time and time time again. It takes time. And patients come back in and talk to that doctor and give you a good accolade. You build a relationship, but you also walk the walk for the talk that you're putting out there. Well, and the same thing with um, working with Dr. Daniel over all these years. I've seen it, and I've said this before, that people trust him because they know 
that he's he does care about what's he he investigates he tries to figure out what what if this scenario happens and so when someone is cold calling you and you don't know them you're going to back off when you're calling on that person for the first time you you're going to have to do some relationship building even in that very first call you can't just call and say you need this or what what you said that guy came to the door yeah. you know he should have bonded a little bit he should have you know said hey how you doing there there is some I way disagree to do too. In, Okay, so talk to me. Sometimes your time frame doesn't allow that. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to have – the one guy I bonded with, okay, was was from a financial door to – you know, it's a – Ed Jones know, kind of Ed, thing. Ed, yeah, yeah, that. And it was the middle of August, and he was in a suit and tie. Yeah. <laughs> and he's sweating buckets, and I'm like, this dude's committed. I'll listen to what this guy has to say because this cold air coming from my front door is probably the only relief this guy has from an, an August. And I ended up doing business with the guy. Put my kids. Yeah, I was like, man. Because, that- because why? You had – Maybe it wasn't trust, but you, you, he had weight in that he was. That he's out there slaving it in the middle exactly. of the day on an yeah. August. So to you know, me, Saturday. it's kind of the same thing where you, you're giving, but Clint, you want to argue to that as well? Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I look at those guys, and when you said that situation earlier, um, you know, a lot of people like to either just slam the door in somebody's face, which is just completely rude, Thank and you. which oh, is yeah. terrible, right? It is I mean, terrible. I hate rudeness when it comes to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Give the guy five minutes. Now, there is a boundary because this is my home. You are on my property that maybe I don't want you there. I do have kids and, yeah, yeah. you know, protection stuff. So sure. you you have a boundary. <laughs> and stuff. You know, you shouldn't cross this line sort of sort yeah. of thing. So there's, you know, I've had those people come up and, you know, they knock on the door and, hey, do you have 20 minutes to talk about home security? I'm like, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I probably do. It's in my waistband. But I'm literally watching the <laughs> Alabama game and. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't happening. Sorry, bro. <laughs> But, uh, you know, what I usually say to them is, hey, I appreciate the fact that you're out here, like Doc said, beating down the bush and mm-hmm. it's got a Saturday morning, tough fucking job, you know. Yeah. So I look at that and I have a little bit of compassion for it and say, hey, sit down on the porch swing and you're more than welcome to practice. practice yourself. I'm not buying, but you're more than welcome to run your pitch by me if it if you want to get a repetition in. And sometimes, well, it's not even that it's more, it's the quickest way to get him off my porch. Cause if he's knows, I'm not going to buy, but he's going to run through his pitch really quick. What do you think? That was pretty good. I changed this and this. If it was me, it works better on me. All right. Have a nice day. See you later. Hey, here's a card in case you ever think about it. Right. Well, I, it took I, two I, minutes. I like that. So. The, the, I think that most of the times that I feel like, okay, I just want out of the situation. It's when, um, you know, it's these cold knockers, you know, and they come up and they, and they want to give you the, the insulated windows or the roof inspections and stuff like this. And it's like, the, the thing that comes down to is like, you've, you've interrupted my day. I've got something else going on. This is not the top priority for me. And they're trying to sell the whole thing. You right? are a C and, and that makes some difference too. Well, maybe, but I think, right, right. Cause we all know that if you're going to be cold calling or cold knocking or doing any of these things, like you're just trying to sell the appointment. Yeah. Right. To like come back later. Yeah. And and you're trying to sell me on this idea that I should let you up on my roof and my, and yeah. through my house on the roof. Come yeah. on, man. Come on. You know, that, that's a fairly big ask after knowing sure. you for like all of three yeah. seconds. Well, Why would I let you do that? It's like the security home security guy that pulls up in a Chrysler in your driveway mm-hmm. and gets out in sweatpants. And he's like, Hey, do you trust me to wire up your house with security? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Joan, you know, your name's Mike and it's Mike security. No, thanks. Bro. <laughs> so. so back to my point, it is a trust issue that you have to, and it, it does matter how you respect someone and you give them a moment 
It does matter. Sure. And, and I also think if you're out there, if you are that guy, right, beating down the doors, because look, that's a that's a way to sell. I, I think you need to be honest with yourself and be looking for some pain and get the truth out of people, right? When yeah. when they tell you the truth, you know, trust that what they're telling you is, you know, this guy obviously doesn't want to talk to me. That's fine. Yeah. You know, leave a card, whatever you do, because he might, you know, he might stick it on the fridge and, hey, if you're selling, you know, roof repairs and the storm comes through, just because you drop the card off and you're on his fridge might be the guy he calls when he needs you, right? Yeah, so, agreed. And that's so. important fact that you just brought up too, that don't burn a bridge. So if you're, yeah. you know, of course, if someone's coming, you're not burning a bridge with that person necessarily. But if you're in sales and you act like, a, you know, someone doesn't do what you want them to do, don't burn bridges. I, I honestly think the best door knocker people that I've ever done business with is like the AC repair guy that literally walks up. Hey, just want to let you know, I work in your area. I'm I'm right here down the road. Here's my card. If you ever need anything, give me a shout. Absolutely. Thanks for your time. Boom, yeah. gone. And I've used those people. Yeah, I've met you. I know your name. I know what you do. Now, six months later, I need AC work. You know, but the bad side of that coin, right, is that if you're that guy's boss, right? You're well, not getting any feedback. Yeah, you're not yeah. getting any feedback, you know, and, and you're caught in the paradigm yeah. of hope. You know, you're, you're hoping that these people are going to call well, you and stuff like this. So it's not the best. But what you're out there shooting for is contacts, one. But the other side of it is you're, if you knock on enough doors, if that's your business and that's mm-hmm. your business model, you're going to hit one that somebody that day's air sure. condition just went out. Yeah. Right? That's your cell today. That's the number that you take back. Right. And I've, I've, I've lived on the sales side of that, and I've also been on the consumer side of that. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a game plan that you can put together for whatever sale you're trying to make yeah. that does two things, builds trust and minimizes skepticism. And however you do that, depending on like the skeptic, you know, like Mike's, you know, AC repair, mm-hmm. right? And instead of one of the bigger names. Sure. But if Mike is ever present in a geographic region that's not too large Mm -hmm. and he can get some exposure, then he gets some credibility and people like to see credibility, whether it's that they heard it in your voice or referrals and you can build credibility in a New York minute. You Mm -hmm. come sit in front of me with a problem and I say, not sure, but I really think this is what it is. And it might've been overlooked. Let's go do this test. It, depending on the severity of the issue, man, patient's going to go, oh, I really, you know, I don't make any promises. But again, it builds that credibility of maybe this was what was missed or I know exactly what you're having. I completely understand. Have you thought about this? Wow, See, no. The That sometimes drives me nuts, right? You know, because like there's there's too much of like the forced rapport. Oh, yeah, man. I know. I know. Right. Mm-hmm. I know exactly where you are. I've dealt with this as well. In the back of my head, I'm like, no, you don't. Come on, you you haven't you you know, the, but this happens a lot, right? Because they're like they're like you know build rapport, build rapport, and there's like a bad way of building rapport when you're coming Absolutely. across as fake. And but we use diagnosis codes in medicine, man. It is sure. as factual as we can try to make it sure. within a certain dynamic Absolutely. of you're a male, she's a female, but you both have bicep muscles, mm-hmm. right? And so so you can really, if you're saying I, I'm skeptical of the physician. Uh, I disagree because we're running just a, a straight algorithm, nothing more, nothing less. There, there is a wordplay there that you got to be careful of. Is I know exactly. You, you got to yeah. get rid of that word. That's exactly. what I say. I didn't say exactly. Yeah. So, and to your point, yeah. So I, I run into this in my business a lot. It's like somebody comes to me with this huge. It's 
It's the biggest problem they've ever had. And you got to remember that's they, yeah. not you. Yeah. Right? It's important to them. So you got to take yourself out of the equation. Urgent and important to them. And showing empathy is something that doesn't really resonate with a C, right? And sometimes not with a D. Oh, but, no. I want you to have your facts. But I can't get them till we have a conversation. Sure. And I'm saying, yeah, I understand exactly. So it's clarity I'm providing. Yes, I understood. With somebody like you, absolutely. I see you coming. So when I sit there... I start asking you questions and putting mm-hmm. back on you to tell me more information. Yeah. And remember, pain doesn't count because you got a headache and I have a headache. Who has the worst headache? I do. It's in my head. Yeah, I'm feeling absolutely. It. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing, because you were talking a moment ago about diagnosing the problem, right? Because mm-hmm. it, if you walk into a doctor's office and you're like, hey, I, I have elbow pain and he just like, sl- you know, slides you a script and says, OK, cool, like go take care of it. You're not going back to that doctor. Yeah. Right. Unless, in, it, unless, unless it's a really good script. <laughs> <laughs> here's some here's some narcotics. Keep it coming. You're like, I'll be back next week. Thank my, you. My knee actually hurts as well. Oh, yeah. Right. Because you know, in those moments when you have pain, like like you want someone to like listen to you, right? The in in the diagnose the problem, right? And I, I've seen you do this, right? Uh, you know, you've worked on on my back and everything else, and it's how long has this been going on? You know, like what have you done to try to fix it? There's there's a level of questioning that allows me to feel that you have got really good perception of like what's going on mm-hmm. as opposed to yeah. let me just fix your, Hey, you know what? Shut up. I know exactly what you need. Yeah. I got it right here in my pocket. How about mm-hmm. I just give this to you? Yeah. And, and I, I blow that guy off. Yeah, I so, do as well. You know, for me, it's uh, the way you build trust. Since we're talking about trust for me, it's sitting in front of the customer and I hear, Hey, this is our biggest problem. You, my entire AC system doesn't work. And I look at it, and like I said, it's their biggest problem here and now, and it is painful for them, right? The only way I can help build trust the, or the way I do it is to say, look, man, this this is pretty bad situation for you. You got a, you know, let's say a hotel full of people without a- AC today. This, this sucks. But if it makes you feel any better, a lot of people have had this problem, and we've helped a lot of people yeah. through this problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it's similar to one we did last week, right? Yeah. Things like yeah. that. So it just kind of helps like, okay, good. You kind of, somebody else has had this problem. It's been dealt with. It's been fixed. They're still alive. They're still in business, mm-hmm. right? You kind of, yeah. That, well, that's the trust it, for me. It, it kind of shows them like, because when you're in the middle of that, right, and you have pain and it's like, you know, current, you think you're the only guy or the only person who's, yeah. who's ever had this, yeah. right? And so whenever you can show up and, you know, tell these stories about the other people that you've helped and sure. their concerns and everything else, it it builds some rapport without you actually having to brag, right? Because when you brag about, like, how great you fixed the other guy's problem, yeah. right, it becomes... Ooh, you're going out on a limb there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, because uh, at the same time, you might get some ugly feelings if that guy has been competing against that other business oh, for a yeah. long time. So when I when I'm building that trust with those people, it's really important to know that you're going to take care of them. You're on their team. You're here yeah. to solve a problem. And you know, it'd be like walking into a a lawyer and you're the first DUI he's ever seen. Right? It's your biggest problem. Yeah. You walk in, you're like, I have a DUI. <laughs> and he's like, I, yes, you I, drink. Yeah. This yeah. is going to be a repeat. I'm going to get some repeat yeah. business but it, out but of it's this. it's like, if he sat in front of you and was like, oh, my gosh, that sounds terrible. What do we do? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to that lawyer, right? <laughs> so, wrong, wrong referral. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, so, if he, you know, he sits in front of me and says, hey, look, I deal with these cases weekly. This is the process. Oh, you provide direction. No, but wait a second. You bring up a point. I've had more people just – 
not understand that attorneys, you know, there's a bigger story there, right? What judge are we going to be in front yeah, sure. of? How well have I been drinking with that guy? I mean, there's a, a local posse that, you know, can run pretty heavy and help you out in, in, in the legal sense. So in, in, it depends. And I, I guess I go at it with sometimes my attorney looks at me and goes, I don't have a clue. But it doesn't mean he's not going to work on the problem. He yeah. just doesn't want to give an answer sure. till he knows we've got this nailed down because he doesn't know how far off the beaten path I've gotten. Right? Uh-huh. I'll check into that. I'll let me get back to yeah. you. I mean, so, so if you if you run into skepticism on on certain fronts, you know, it's it sometimes it's skeptical back. And I think as a salesperson, you should be more skeptical of your prospect that it, they're actually going to pan out, yeah. then they should be of you. And somehow you have to convey that. And that's almost like grabbing that no with their skepticism. Mm-hmm. Absolutely understand this probably isn't going to work. I'm not even sure you're a guy I need to be talking to. Yeah. I mean, you can put it back on them in a certain sure. sense. I mean, we, we were in a project interview just a couple of days ago, me and our you know construction team and sales team, quite a big crew of us in a room with with the, the customer. And the guy was uh, – he said, well, you're, you guys are one of three that we're interviewing and, you know, appreciate you guys coming by. We've got three different answers on how to solve this problem. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Which one do you like the best? You know? And the guy was like, well, you know, two of you had some pretty good ideas. I'd like to, we'd like to talk more about those. I said, okay. So I, we go through how we were going to do it again. I said, is that along the lines, what you guys were thinking on how to do this job? And he says, you know, I think that is the best solution. So in a few minutes, you kind of start singling yourself out, mm-hmm. building the the team that when we do this, this is how we're going to do it. Do you guys agree? Oh, yeah, that's exactly how we would do it. So you just kind of you build in that team, that trust, that togetherness. Okay, but where's the fine line between that and just free free consulting? Well, I think if you – there's a certain stage. You're not doing that in day one. You're not doing that on bid day. Yeah. This is second-round interviews. We're talking six, $7 million jobs. You, you go through this process, right? So, and and you know what's funny is uh, my boss actually asked me that just the other day. He's like, well, how much information are we giving them? What's stopping them from taking that and using a cheaper customer? And I said, hey, they can absolutely do that. But if they're like that, I don't want to do business with them anyway. So if yeah. they're willing to do that in the interview process, what are they going to do when they start time to pay checks and pay us? You know, are they going to? And Nan and I run into that in our arena because we have some direct interface with uh, doctors' offices. And some of these guys, they're great physicians, but they're poor businessmen. And they think, you know, I'm a doctor. I can do everything, right? And we've had to face some of that where we don't give them all the nuggets. We have to hold back. Sure. Or we're just we're free consultants at that yeah. point, and at that point, then I get skeptical of them and begin to put it back on them. Sure. And Nan's gotten good at that as well. I mean, literally, there's a uh, you know there's a there's a hill that you cross or a, or a speed bump that you go over, and after that is it's time to do this work or not, right? Sure. Agreed. So, yeah, if if you've taken all this from me, and you're going to go use a competitor that didn't, so for in my for an example in my business would be. You're going to use somebody cheaper that didn't have all these answers. So you called me to the table to get all my answers to give to him to do the job. Yeah. You're going to fail, and you should know you're going to fail. Something's going to go awry during that project, mm-hmm. and I'm going to I'm going to laugh because I didn't do it. I'm going to be happy because I wasn't a part of that, and I'm going to go do business with somebody else. So, you know, I'm I'm not too worried about it. So backing up a little bit to the idea of 
you know, know, knowing yourself and passing whenever you don't. I was working with this client and uh, I got in there on a referral, right? And so I am, there's the decision maker and then the guy under him and the guy under him is where the referral came from. And he was asking me this question about, about stuff that I have opinions on, but don't really work on as part of like what I'm doing for them. And I, and I said, Hey, you know, you should probably go talk to, you know, this person or this person about it. You know, people who were, who were, who they were already working with, you know, and, uh, the guy, my referral, he was like, you don't have any input on this. And I said, well, I have opinions, but you know, if you're working with these other people, they've probably gone through this. It's better for them. And the boss turns to the other guy and he goes, I like the fact that he doesn't try to, you know, talk about stuff that is, that isn't part of his wheelhouse. Sure. And I was like, fist pumping, you know, it was nice, right? Because it, I know, you know, I, the guy who gets a ton of, you know, self value out of having the answer. Right. And left to my own devices, I would go spend hours and hours and hours trying to figure out the right answer sure. for them. But, but it's not really part of what I do. It was just kind of a one-off question and not, you know, it was, it was just far enough outside that I was like, I shouldn't be dabbling in this kind of thing. So, which goes to the thing that, you know, you don't have to know everything, you know, you don't have to be the, the one-stop person for, you know, things. Yeah, be genuine. I mean, don't. But if you're in any enterprise, um, you need to know the people who are also in that enterprise or that line of sales. Let's just boil it down. If you're in car sales, you should probably know other car salesmen. You should build social networks. If you're door-to-door, not sure how you would do it, but probably a, a good idea to know who else is knocking on doors in the area. If you... You know, in, if you're in the medical device business in the in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, Nan and I probably know just about everybody in that business mm-hmm. after, after a decade. Mm-hmm. So it's and you know, if you're selling with integrity, you're going to find other people who sell with integrity as well. Sure. And you may drink with them. You may you know be at a social function and, and rub shoulders. It it behooves you to honestly know when somebody else is a better fit. For oh, a particular yeah. project, sure. you you giving that one up will, uh, I mean, that will reward you on both sides of that equation. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're in sales and you're living in a small world, you're going to get a small reward. If you're living in sales and you're living in a big world in your arena, then you are a known individual at least beyond you know your kids and and the office that you work out of yeah. and when you get to that stature, that can continue to grow over a whole lifetime. And if that's your goal, you're going to you're going to reduce skepticism. You're going to find that you're now an influencer in your arena. Yeah. And if you're not going at it like that, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to struggle. Right. And you're going to have tons of churn. Right. Which is when you went to Houston. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. I was done. How many phone calls did you get when you landed there? Within a month. Right. Well, tell, tell a little bit about that. I mean, as far as other jobs and stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, as soon as uh, I was telling Doc yesterday that as soon as I landed, within a month of me being in that market, in people, a new new position, in a new position, new market, new company, all the competitors within that arena, just boom! I was getting LinkedIn messages and phone calls and emails and, hey, uh, you know, I got a better offer for you. You need to be over here on this team. I don't even know them, right? Don't know anything about them. They truly don't know me. They just see a title. 
in age. They, you know, they've met me at a social function for five minutes. Hey, that guy's fun. We need him on our team. And I mean, that is so true. Well, it happens you, all the time. I get calls all the time from people going, what are you doing? Are you still doing this? And are you interested in this? And I mean, what's it your happens. answer? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Answers maybe. I'm about to <laughs> drop the mic here. Listen, we can talk later. <laughs> Not on my working hours. But no, it happens all the time. And Good. this morning as I'm, it happens to everybody all the time. So I'm driving in. I was already, I was telling the guys, um, I was driving in this morning and turn on my radio station. I always listen to, and two of my doctors are going off on, you know, they're on, they're doing a, I guess it's, I don't know, just a radio show, I guess. <laughs> and they're talking all about their business and putting some other guys under the bus. But I thought, man, having this information is so fantastic to go in to see them and say, mm-hmm. so, you know, just getting to know people, don't burn, again, don't burn bridges, be be mindful and respectful of people. Dr. Daniel, you were about to talk and I just kept talking. So no, no, I, I'm like, yeah, the, um, you, I'm still wondering about those other authors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that happens to you all the time. It happens to everybody. I like what you were saying earlier, though, about just kind of being, you know, if you don't have anything to say, be quiet yeah. type thing. And I think that to me builds a lot of trust in a lot of conversations. And I see it happen in construction. We do job walks for the bid process. You go see the site with the customer and he may have you, you're literally walking with your competitors. So, you know, who's there instantly, you know, the, the three <laughs> other people you're bidding with and you're literally walking through the job. Everybody, oh, so you're in the same group. Oh yeah. You're in the same group of 10 people walking through, you know, let's say a school remodel and you're literally walking through there and I watch it every time. Some, some guy, sales guy from each team will try to pull their five minutes. Well, that's when you step on the guy, you step on the guy's shoestring, he's got to bend down and then you catch up to the little progression and you're like, Hey, why he's back there. But, but I mean, I I listen to them guys. Sometimes it works, right? Sometimes they build some really good rapport. Oh, you grew up in Kansas. I grew up in Kansas and you know, I've been to Kansas. Yeah. (laughs) And you just kind of watch that thing happen and you think, okay, but that's, this guy's not going to buy, shouldn't buy a million dollar job because they grew up in different cities in Kansas. Right. So but you say that, hold on r- real quick. Right. Because like the mm-hmm. college thing is such a huge, no, what <laughs> I'm saying, so many things what I'm huge. saying is that you didn't lose the job. If that happens, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Don't try to one up it and go over there. Oh, oh my okay, grandma yeah. grew up in Kansas. You know, like mm-hmm. just let the, let it happen. They're trying to build report too. Look, if they're at this stage, I with have you. to tell this story. Yesterday, I was at my brother's office, and he's in construction as well. And he has this big whiteboard on one of the walls in his office, and he has um, ten names. And I was like, "What's that about?" And he goes, "Oh, he goes, those are my top ten vendors." And he said, "When I know one of the vendors is, are coming to my office, he said I write numbers by them, and it's never in order. Yeah, and they'll come in and go, you know, they'll see it, and you know, the, every time sure. they see it, and um." He said he never puts, I shouldn't tell a secret, but he said he never puts a 10 at the guy that's coming in. It's usually a seven. And the guy's like, why am I a seven? And he's like, because you're not a one or a two or, you know, and he, yeah. you know. That's good. I mean, and, and he said it's just so competitive. It is. Yeah. But he said it's a joke. So, you know, to his yeah. his number one guy, he's never going to see he's a number one. I mean, she said it's not going to happen. I mean, it's kind of funny because I, I have a similar process where I have, I do it with business cards. So I have. Behind me on my desk is a huge pile. Like it's a knocked over pile of business <laughs> cards. And then I have neatly stacked business cards and they don't mean anything, right? I just, mm-hmm. it's for looks. And literally when somebody comes in and hands me a new business card, 
I look at it and I just throw it in the pile right in front of them. I'm like, oh, thanks. And I throw it. But you can see their eyes shift back and forth like, why am I not in the nice, nice stack pile? <laughs> he didn't politely yeah. put me on top of the stack or even leave me on the desk, right? I'd even take that. Just I mean, don't throw I'm totally it anywhere. Telling Tom that. But, but it's good. just, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a funny game. It doesn't mean anything, but so. Um, so let's flip the coin a little bit, right? Because, you know, we, we've been kind of talking about how we want to be sold. But on the other hand, you know, as salespeople, we need a little bit of skepticism, right? Because, you know, if, if the person is like, hey, man, this looks really good. I can't wait to work with you. You know, and you go back to the boss and you're like, hey, I got one. Like, this, yeah. this is going to close. Yeah, you can't you know? do that. So, but you can have too much, right? I've blown deals out of the water because I've been too skeptical yeah. and pushing too hard yeah. Yeah, to get my needs met. You believe about half of what they say, usually. You know, there you hear everything they say, and you take out some. You know, if you if you're if you're quiet and you let people talk, they'll truly, eventually, because dead air in a room, somebody will fill it. It just happens, mm-hmm. or, and it's the best if it's not you. It, and it really is, and and I I really believe that. I mean, sometimes you just sit there and quiet. If yeah, there's nothing else to say, somebody it. will say something, right? And that's usually when you get your best information because they don't need to say it. And they didn't want to say it, but now they feel that they have to say it, and they do it anyway. So, And you're compensating for your insecurity in that moment. Yeah. And, and another key point is— I mean, detectives do it all the time. And right? eye contact during that quiet time, yeah. right? Yeah. Just look. Just yeah. look I, at them and and figure I, out who's going to— Look gonna, at them. Look at the drawings yeah. on the table. Look at the brochures and just say, okay. You know, and, and somebody will say something. I mean, it's an interrogation tool that people have been using for a long time that you just— if you stay silent long enough staring at somebody, matching posture and, mm-hmm. and body language, mm-hmm. they're going to talk. Yeah, I mean, some, a, some won't, but they're the one or two percenters, right? As yeah. an S, I would, in the very beginning, and I've probably done it recently, but I'll get a little like, oh, a little anxious, like, I cannot. And I'll say something, and then I'm like, oh, crap, I shouldn't have said that. And that's where doing what Clint did is easy for John and Clint or easier than it is for you oh, and right, I. Right. And so we have to be self-aware mm-hmm. of our propensity to go ahead and fill that void yeah. and not do it as much as I want to, as much as I, I'm just the nice guy in me just says, say something so you, you take that comfort level back down mm-hmm. or the, the edge off of it. Don't sit there and go. What they're, they're not, you know. This and can't eyes hurt get me. so excited oh, yeah. that they forget to slow down and you know. And everybody's watch my friend. Like you know? So I mean, I'm, I'm I use <laughs> very elementary here, but I use this. What? Just be mean to the eye, then, man. I must no. suck. No, not not at all. But like, <laughs> he's like, an eye. He just cares, we all, you know. We all have our stuff, you know, that sure, we they bring to the table, right? Oh, so yeah. for me, no. I mean, if, I got to be self aware not to just say something you know what i do say has got to be correct tonality yeah. Yeah. and not just like what do you mean that's what you're doing here's what i want you know say. it's like it let was me a take real this question. down about 70 points yeah and now it's fit for the masses <laughs> yeah i mean what the questions that i usually ask or the statements that i usually say i have been working on for a long time in my head before i say them because i know how i come across a lot of times so yeah. so you know just just even like that statement is oh really that's what you're doing when when it was a it was a real thing that I should have said. It was like, oh man, that's that's interesting. That's how you're doing that. Yeah, is yeah, a whole lot tone. different, yeah, right? Yeah, so huge tones everything. But I work on that before that comes out of oh, my mouth. Well, you know, if you're saying it for the first time in front of your prospect, like, sure. you know, yeah, that, that truck a, ride over there, you should be running those absolutely. Through your head, yeah, right? mm-hmm. um, because for me, when I get uh, too too trusting, is when like the facts make sense. 
Yeah, right? because Everything because I'm like, oh, oh could you justify them to yourself? Oh yeah, uh, I'm like, oh, there's no good way. To know. There's no, <laughs> John. there's no way that this guy's gonna tell me no because of like this and this and this, and then I'll get a no, and I'm like just pissed off about yeah. it, right? And so now, I am like too skeptical, right? I took this uh, sales assessment for for skills, right? Not personality subject, just like sales skills and. Uh, I came back as like not a good fit because I'm just too skeptical of people. Like it was off the charts. It was like John is. What was it? I mean, I'm kind of curious about the the test. Do you, do you remember remember the name? I do. Do you want to talk about it on here? Uh, why not? If it okay. was a good test, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, again, that's that whole you know. It was pretty good. Um, so it was called Outmatch. Outmatch. Right? And okay. uh, you know, I took it because I was thinking about you know, maybe it's something that we should be offering, right? Because there is the disc component to this, and this is super important, obviously, or else we wouldn't be here talking about it. But over and above that, you have skills, right? How, you know, how much urgency do you have? How much, you know, uh, how good are you at following a process? And these other things are not, you know, black and white on disc because I can build rapport as a C, right? I can have conversations. I can go insert myself into conversations and things like that. So it's meant to measure those kinds of like soft skills that happen in sales roles. It was pretty awesome. Um, But my skepticism was just off the charts because at this point I've been kicked in the teeth and, you know, I, I just don't trust people. Okay. So that brings up a point. So is skepticism from getting your teeth kicked in too many times or is it inherent into... It's a natural... Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's natural. I was going to say it's different. Because it's natural for me too. I'm naturally... Hateful mm-hmm. and skeptical right off the bat. Hateful? Gotta, yeah. Hateful. Wow, that's a good word. That's our word of the day. I hateful. Think, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, you know, I usually yeah. go into meeting somebody. I'm like, all right, let's, let me see this guy do this a couple of times to see the consistency. Mm-hmm. And the consistency is the truth. When I take notes, you know, like uh, Nan's notepad here, every meeting that I go into looks like that at the end. The way I pull the truth out of it, and this is the way I do it. I put a star every time somebody repeats something next to a, a bullet point, right? And I sometimes you end up with seven stars next to a line item. But when I review my notes, those things that have stars by them are usually the the truth hmm. because it's been repeated. It's important. And oh, it's important. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, it's, the, it's your talking points now, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the things that you come back with. All like that it. stuff in between is just smoke to fill the air. Yeah. So. If you can't retain, you better take notes because yeah. there are important things always said by your... I like the idea of always taking notes. I don't. I mean, I, I, I do take a lot of notes or I do a lot of decompressing after a sales call, mm-hmm. but I don't do it during the sales call. And I probably should. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it adds credibility oh, to the it. fact that you, they, they feel like they feel like such a uh, man. Yeah, exactly. Right. Hey, you know, I'm going to take some notes. Is that OK? Yeah. And then I can send you an email later with, you know, the bullet the points and everything yep. else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people love that. I, you know, and yeah, my, I just my problem. Care. My problem is so important that this guy wants to take notes, and that way he remembers it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I mean, everybody loves that. Can I ask you guys? I'm going to ask you guys a question. I'd love to get some feedback from everybody on this. But when you guys sit down and like at the doctor's office, you're meeting, let's say, two doctors or a doctor. Do you guys sit across the table from everybody? Do you always put your team across the table? Have you guys ever thought about that? I have. And we don't. Meaning, okay, where are you going with this? Well, I mean, sometimes it's just one-on-one, right? And that's, yeah. of course, you're going to be across. So sometimes it's, you know, when it's two-on-two two or like the other day, it was it was like five-on-five five or four-on-four, four, whatever it was, we we spread out. So it's like their guy, my guy, their guy. alternating. Well, and the reason, I, the reason I like to get on the other side of the table is when I feel like 
we're all equals, right? Equal, um, you know, just partnership. And I also get to see their notes. Like, that's really important for me because uh, you sit across yeah. a conference table. Yeah. You can't see what they're writing. Look at and, you. Yeah, just a little sneaky, sneaky. I guess. But, but no, but I like when to you're see, like scooting the chair over. Because if a buyer <laughs> is taking notes on me, because that happens, it's, you know, it happens a lot probably. You know, if they've called you, oh, to the particularly table. in your industry, right? Yeah, especially in mine. Because you got a lot of know. moving parts. Absolutely. And, yeah. So they're taking notes, and if it's important enough for them to take a note on me as the, you know, the provider, it's probably really important, right? So you don't always. I'm just saying, you don't have to sit. It's a it's a little trick. You don't have to sit across the table unless they tell you, you know. And I always ask, can I sit anywhere? Oh yeah, yeah, sit anywhere. Okay, I sit next to you then. <laughs> but I do. Sometimes I sit at the head of the table in their own conference room. I mean, huh. just an Whoa, interesting thing. That's a ballsy move. I don't know. You said sit anywhere. <laughs> I. Uh, but it's you know trust thing. It's just some yeah, yeah. little ticks. And and you can get a feel for yeah. how you need to play that as you sure. walk in the room. I don't like to meet on their turf. Like like I always try to do like like a coffee shop or like some kind of neutral thing, right? Yes. Especially when I'm networking. Um, like I don't want to come to your office if we're just gonna like sit down and chat about like you know what you do and and all that stuff because I I don't know why yeah, it, 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 it it's just the thing that bothers me. I'm the opposite. Really? I love coming to your grounds. I love seeing your office. I love seeing how you operate. Yeah, because you get uh, you, walking you, through. You, your you gather a ton of information. Shoot, what's yeah. on the hmm. wall? What, what's he focus on? If he's got a bunch of diplomas up, he's big into where he came from. Particularly in my arena. Yeah, yeah. You walk down fair. and you, you see his his he vacations and he's real proud of the places he's been. Mm-hmm. All of that factors into how sure. I'm going to deal with this individual or where he places his value. And the more information I can get, then the more bonding and rapport we can quickly move yeah, through. Yeah, it's vital for me because yeah. surgeons are so, you know, it's just like focus. So, foc- well, <laughs> so yeah. I just love whenever you get in their office, <laughs> you can see all the, you know, their personal stuff. One of my surgeons, um, for instance, has a couple nativities that are off the chain. Amazing. I love nativities. And the, I mean, Beautiful, and I would have, and I would have never, like Christ and the nativity. Okay, gotcha. All year round, he just like has them out. uh, They're amazing. They're not the typical. He he got them in a special. Like are they live animals? (laughs) 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 But my point is, most Christians believe all year, not just on Easter and Christmas. Hey, hey, can I get a high five on that? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I I just think it's a little weird to have it out all the time, but you know. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. I could say something, but I won't. Okay, so anyway, I think it's really excellent to get in, and I would have never known that about him. You know, there's so many things you get to find out about people, I, so I agree. But maybe that's because you are a C, so you like a little more. Well, so— I think I, it matters. I've been— well, since, of course. Since I said that, I've been thinking a little bit more about it. If it's a client— I don't have a problem going to their office, but yeah. if someone is just like, hey, like, let's sit down and get to know each other, you know, we, we met at this event. Okay, I'm not coming to your office for that. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I, I think that you learn, you just learn so much at their own, their own place. I, hmm. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, right? You kind of get them out of there. They open up a little bit more. Absolutely. I, I get that. It's not such a business setting. If you're trying to build some good bonding report, I get and, that. And, but, I, and then I can buy the coffee, sure. right? Which is like a huge yeah. thing for me because then, you know, there's like a reciprocity left there, right? Hey, I bought you the coffee. You're going to want to, you know, help me out a little bit. Every, everybody's, everybody's clientele is a little <laughs> different. Mine I'm usually in a very professional setting, so it's usually in a conference oh, room. Oh, 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 excuse oh, us. Mr. Big Time. Yeah. Anything like else you VP. want to talk about? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant my industry is a little more <laughs> professional set. That's what I meant. Clint, you uh, have the next 15 minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> Deal. 
I'm only going to need seven. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, for example, the other day we went over to this uh, guy's office and they invited us over and we were there a little early and he said, yeah, just hang out in the conference room. We'll be there in a minute. We're getting some drawings together. But they had tons of information about this project that we're trying to sell all over like, click, the click. conference room. <laughs> but, you know, and I didn't. Yeah. I mean, but you can't. Seriously. But I walked and over and, and the thing is, is that one crucial piece of information, I kind of knew everything else that was out there. We had talked about it before, but there was a little bitty stack of business cards from everybody else that had interviewed on that. And I didn't know who they were. But usually we, we have a pretty good idea. And I just took my finger and kind of flicked it. And knocked I was it about to say, I've done <laughs> the same <laughs> thing. Can I, can I say something? Well, yeah. Please, this is very important at this moment. There's always a camera. There's always a mic. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I mean, I didn't do anything illegal or wrong. I just, you, you, I do the you same thing. The I if I go into the doctor's oh, oh, office share. and don't, I get there, for, I, oh well, God. I see other brochures from other people who are, you know, bringing I never do this. Absolutely. And, and he doesn't so really either, I, I don't I, think. I, oh I, don't go, I don't go I don't go messing snooping. with their stuff, but you I left look. It out. And, yeah. Um, it's like throwing. Moving it's like, on, please. Thank you. I don't see why that's so sensitive. I, I don't know I why just, that's a sensitive topic. I don't think you should do that. But. I don't know. I wouldn't do that. Don't I look for a window to crawl in later at night. and like. I mean, you know, I'll even make a joke about, oh, you, you guys are using John's plumbing on this, huh? And, and you, know, you kind of chuckle. Like, well, no, we interviewed them, too. Okay, cool. Huh. I, I don't have any problem with it. Man, my walls are always just like so up because oh, because crazy. Nan was talking about you know like the camera and the mic you know mm-hmm. and and like that's what I'm thinking about because I remember once I was I was interviewing for this role, this is I don't know probably three or four years ago, uh, maybe longer than that. And so they're like, hey, just go in here and have a seat at the conference table. And I walk in there and I'm just like, oh yeah, okay, I see the mind games here. You know, you're trying to you you're trying to like game me figuring out which seat I'm going to sit at. Like that's how much oh, it's. Wow. A, it is. It is wow, a black that's hole. A, that's skepticism. a neurosis, you know, man. You know why? Because you think that way. Oh yeah. So you think everybody else does, but of course. Buddy, there was a buddy, study. Let me tell you, you're a small percentage you of the population. Of, <laughs> yeah, have you of heard of the marshmallow study? Come on, guys. No, it's true. Tell us the, all about it. The children. <laughs> it's about children. You put them in a room. It, they actually did this, and there's marshmallows, and they were like, the adults were like, "Do not eat these marshmallows until I get back." Well, I mean, the minute they're in, there's cameras, you know, and the kids are like, no, nah, they're evil. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. So, um, yeah, okay. It's time for the throwdown, I, I would say. So, Clint, as a D, talking about trust and skepticism and, you know, vetting that stuff out. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, I like I said earlier, I, I really look for the repeat things that you talked about and, and – and that's the way I shake the truth out. One, asking some tough questions on the spot and not being afraid to ask those usually get some pretty real answers because it catches them off guard a little bit. You know, they haven't had time. They they didn't prepare for you to ask that question maybe. So being okay in your own, you know, skin to be able to ask a tough question and, and really don't ask it to ask. Ask it and look for the answer. In, yeah, in all in all sorts, right? Sorry to hop in there, but yeah, that that's a nugget. Yeah, and you know, like I said earlier, the note taking thing. You know, once you repeat it, or you know, mentally take it down. Once you've repeated that three or four times, that's kind of the the hot topics. It's probably the truth that they talk about. You know, um, you know, when somebody says, "We really love safety here. Safety is paramount. Safety is key. Safety, safety, safety." I'm writing. I'm putting stars next to the word safety a couple times. That way, when I 
interview again for this job or you whatever. walk in with a safety vest walk and a hard hat on we are that's every Saturday yeah. night for Clint yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah village people right? <laughs> there you go but uh yeah but yeah just the trust side of it is you gotta you kind of gotta let the smoke clear pick out what you, you know what things have been talked about a lot and what really meant what what language they reacted to you yeah. know so and, you know and the and the skeptical side is really for me is just I go in a little heavy and I'm a little skeptical of everybody right off mm-hmm. the bat, which I think kind of helps me out a little bit getting the truth, right? I don't believe everything they say and I don't chase everything that they say. And um, so being a little skeptical is not bad. I don't agree with that. Okay. Al, for eyes? Um, I give everybody a hundred points when they start out. I don't know any side of this equation. I assume you're going to be the person that you present as being – but I'm skeptical of facts and figures and the design. And and it can be because you don't know any better. But if you own anything that doesn't match up, then you keep the trust. If you start trying to avoid the, the hard questions or the problem areas just for the gravy, then you start losing your value in my eyes real quickly. And then once you – if you ever tell a lie, if you ever blatantly try to do something that's you know off the reservation, you're dead. Never, ever again because there are other people. Yeah. I don't live in a one-horse town. We don't need to do business. Good luck to you. Get the F out. That's a good point. Oh, wow. Okay. Nanette, the polar opposite of Al, I'm sure. Go ahead. <laughs> So <clears throat> I just think it's really important to do on to others. So I'm responsible for my actions completely. Ever like I, I'm going to reap that, whatever my actions are. But what, how other people act towards me is pretty much on them unless I've done them wrong. So I try never to do people wrong. I'm, I don't say I don't, and I have. And trust me, I'm not a saint. But I think it's really actions are very important on my part. Hmm. Okay. Um I have a lot of skepticism, as we've talked about, uh, and I think that most of these do, right? Because, you know, facts are more uh, consistent than people are, right? So uh, I also kind of, when I'm selling, kind of figure that assumptions don't help me. And I love to make assumptions because, once again, I want to be the smartest guy in the room. So what I default to (laughs) is digging in deeper, right? Asking the question to make them clarify the things. That way it becomes the same that we actually have out there in the air between us, right? You know, I really like this. Okay, why? Right? And then when they have to verbalize it, to me, I'm like, okay, cool. Does this line up with what other people have talked about? So I think by default, I push more than I think anybody else here at the table does. And I don't think it's a bad thing. You just have to be aware of it because, you know, I can't push on Al the the same way that I could like Clint, you know, you know, there there's different levels there. That hurts. One's weaker and one's stronger. Guess who's stronger? (laughs) So if you're, if you're a C and you're, and you're out there selling and stuff and, and you don't, And you're, I and, quit. and you're struggling with the trust thing, you know, and, you know, you're, you know, you've been lied to a couple of times and you've got this jadedness and stuff like this. That's not helping you either. Okay. But get over it. Everybody's been lied to. Sure. Don't be, don't be Al and be, be Clint. 
Obviously. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> if 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 just everybody was like Clint. <laughs> oh man, we'd be a, a half would be dead. There'd and be, then the other half the would, would be on there'd fire. There'd be 40 really strong people on the planet. Well, that's what I was just <laughs> because here's how this would happen. Half would kill half, then half would kill yeah, half, absolutely. then half would be it would come down to two, yeah, then yeah. one, right? Yep. Good luck with that. And, and only and there's only two because they haven't met yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're they're looking for <laughs> each other. For each Clint other. is a highlander. <laughs> <laughs> Clint um, is married to an S, and thank God. <laughs> balance, baby, balance. Awesome. She's so, coming in D. <laughs> uh, so if, if you know someone who is also in sales and is struggling with you know these kinds of things, trust and skepticism, uh, share this with them. If you're listening, leave us a review. That's how we get better. We read every one of them. And if you haven't taken one of these assessments and you want to learn a little bit more about yourself and really kind of figure out who you are, because I was dead wrong before I took my assessment, reach out to us, assessments at salesthrowdown.com, and we'll get you hooked up. All right. Truly uh, makes life easier. I, it really does. does. Yeah. Yeah. Improvement begins with self. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks a lot, everybody. Have thanks a good day. Y'all.